Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, welcome in everybody to the post-game podcast here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. I am Vaughn Lozon, site manager here at Maze and Brew, and my God, was this a game. It was the game. 11-0 versus 11-0, Michigan versus Ohio State in Columbus at the Horseshoe. First time that both these teams went into this matchup undefeated. For the first time since that game of the century in 2006 that Ohio State won by a field goal. Today, a much different game for both teams. Michigan coming out of this one victorious, 45-23. to And this one started off in the fashion that you would probably expect with an offense as potent as Ohio State has. They really got off to a big start uh, in the first quarter. Uh, they ended up going up 7 nothing pretty quickly, uh, as a matter of fact. And it, I, myself, you know, I, you all know, we're all Michigan fans here at Mason Brew. Uh, I was watching this game at home. Trevor Woods handled all of the in-game, on-site coverage. So go check out all his work on MazeBrew.com. He is putting in a ton of work. Uh, hence why I am running the show today on the post-game podcast, but as I was saying, I, Ohio State went up early, 7 nothing, and it was an impressive first drive by them that ended with a C.J. Stroud throwing a touchdown on third and goal. It was four yards to Emeka Abuka. Uh, the extra point was good, put him up 7 nothing, And the nerves that I already had really <laughs> shot through the roof at that point. I was like, man, here we go. Uh, it's going to be... Going to be one of those games, right? And I don't know if any of you guys 
felt that way as well. But my nerves were just all over the place, especially after that first drive. Michigan responding, uh, but they got a field goal to go uh, down 7-0 to 7-3. So uh, they they were able to march down the field in some capacity. But the one thing that kind of uh, really hurt them, I think, early on, was Blake Corum's injury. It, it, was, it was so apparent that he was battling that knee injury still, was not 100%, probably not even close. He ran one play and pretty much came right out of the game. He had two carries for six yards total, and he was nowhere to be found after those two carries for six yards. So who knows if he's going to play in the Big Ten championship game next week. Odds are he'll probably give it a shot like he did this week, but I, I think it would probably be wise to withhold him, give him the rest, the proper rest that he needs, because if you win the Big Ten championship game, then you don't have to play again until New Year's Eve, December 31st, giving him more than a month to heal whatever is going on with that knee injury that he sustained a week prior in the Illinois game. So they were able to march down the field, get three three points out of it. It, it, it by no means was a failed drive, but uh, Jake Moody being able to connect on a 49-yarder He's about as good as anybody in the country. When you're within 49, you know, 50, 52 yards, I, I think you can kind of just trot him out there and say, yeah, we've got a really good shot to make this field goal. So that's what Jim Harbaugh did. And the game at that point was 7-3. to three. Ohio State responded with a field goal of their own on the ensuing drive. So they're... First two drives of the game, they were able to put 10 points on the board. Michigan then went three and out after that, and that's when my anxiety really shot up. And it was already, (laughs) trust me, my anxiety was already through the roof. It was really through the roof at this point. But Michigan's defense really locked in, really started to step up when they needed to. For C.J. Stroud and the Ohio State Buckeyes into a fourth down situation at the 34-yard line, pass incomplete to the tight end, Cade Stover, turnover on downs for Ohio State. And that's kind of kind of uh, a, a foreshadow as to what would happen later on in the game as well. Unfortunately, Michigan was not able to take advantage of that. They went three and out again. The offense in the first quarter specifically was... Uh, kind of inept. They weren't able to move the ball successfully. The run game was nowhere to be found with Blake Corum on the sidelines. They gave C.J. Stokes a few carries that didn't result in a whole lot of yardage. Donovan Edwards was not able to find a whole lot of running room, and J.J. McCarthy wasn't really running the ball a whole lot up to this point. So, you know, fast forward a little bit after this, and uh, on a third and nine, this is really when the play, uh, this was the play of the game, the uh, the one that really changed everything, in my opinion. J.J. McCarthy on a third and nine at Michigan's 31-yard line completes a pass to Cornelius Johnson, who shakes off a defensive back, cuts it up the sideline, touchdown, 69 yards. All of a sudden, it's a 10-10 ball game. It is tied up and 
I could not believe to see a, uh, a play made at that moment in the game because you, you haven't really seen a whole lot of that out of the passing game this season with Michigan, especially with Cornelius Johnson. He's had some drop issues, as have some of the other receivers. So it was really good to see that. And J.J. McCarthy, Cornelius Johnson, all those guys, the sideline was instantly fired up. Everybody at that point must have felt so confident in their chances to eventually come back and win this game. Uh, going down 10 to 3, instantly being 10 to 10. And that was indicative of the rest of the day because it was just big play after big play. JJ McCarthy on the next drive, completing a 75 yard touchdown pass to, you guessed it, Cornelius Johnson. Again, he had a huge game for the Wolverines. Four catches, 160 yards, two huge touchdowns. And I cannot emphasize huge enough. Colston Loveland ended up getting in on the action, had a 45-yard touchdown reception later in the game. His first touchdown as a Michigan Wolverine. That is certainly a very good opportunity uh, to end up getting more playing time as the season goes on, and he certainly has earned that. And not only with the Luke Schoonmaker injury for the last couple weeks, but he is as reliable a tight end as you can find, especially for a true freshman. He is getting open uh, at such a high level. It, it just seems every single time that they run a play and he's running a route, he is open. And I know that J.J. McCarthy missed him several times in the prior game against Illinois. Uh, but look, the fact of the matter is, if you keep putting him out there and you keep running routes – He's going to eventually be a huge problem for defensive backs, linebackers. It, Colston Loveland is, uh, he, he's got huge potential, guys. And that 45-yard touchdown that he had really showed that because he had to shake off a defender and uh, probably go another 10 to 15 yards uh, to end up getting in the end zone for that touchdown. Let's talk about another player that ended up uh, making huge plays and this was in the second half more so than anything. Donovan Edwards, man. I mean, what <laughs> what, what more could we say about Donovan Edwards uh, having touchdown runs of 75 yards, which that 75-yard that touchdown run, I mean, he, he turned on the Jets and he bolted through the defensive line. I, I mean, it was practically that he didn't even get touched. He just, it was a, it was lightning in a bottle and he was on fire uh, in that second half. He clutch run after clutch run. And he started to pick up some chunk runs, um, especially on the, on the drive where JJ McCarthy ended with a rushing touchdown of his own. He ended with uh, 12 of 24 passing, 263 yards, three touchdowns, and then six carries for 27 yards and a touchdown did J.J. McCarthy. Let's go back to Donovan Edwards, though, because he really shined in that second half. He had a total. He finished the game with 22 carries, 216 yards, two touchdowns, and he averaged 9.8 yards per carry. Obviously, that is going to be assisted by those aforementioned long runs of 75 yards 
and 85 yards. Also caught uh, two two passes for nine yards. Uh, definitely didn't have a whole lot of receiving action just because of the hand injury, and he, he kind of had it taped up, and it, you could tell that it was clearly bothering him. So the fact that he was able to tote the rock that many times for that many yards in that big of a situation, in that big of a game, he is a stud, and he is going to be a problem next season. You would probably imagine Blake Horm goes to the NFL. If that's the case, we, w- we wish him the absolute best. We want him to, to shine in the NFL as we do all these Wolverines. Donovan Edwards is going to be a problem as RB1 next season. So let's let's talk about the defense, though, very quickly, because lots of big plays. And uh, the leading tackler in this game, who would you think it was? Maybe uh, Mike Morris as he's coming back from injury, perhaps Junior Colson at the linebacker position, uh, perhaps one of the other linebackers, uh, Michael Barrett. Nope, it wasn't either of those guys. It was defensive back, true freshman, Will Johnson. Had seven tackles, played very well. I thought I thought that was one of the best games that he's had. He he had some very important tackles. Now you, you probably say, look, for a cornerback, probably not good to show up that many times in the stat sheet, especially on the tackles. But the ones that he made were of the clutch variety. I think more often than not, he was able to keep the wide receivers for Ohio State in check and in front of him. And those tackles that he made uh, that I can remember were short of the first down yardage, kept them, kept the, especially later in the game, kept the clock running for Ohio State. So time was ticking, forced Ohio State to kind of run the hurry up offense, especially when they were down late in the game. I thought Will Johnson had a hell of a game. Another defensive back that we should talk about, Mike Sainer still. He had uh, an absolutely great game, had six tackles of his own in the pass breakup in the end zone. Uh, on their tight end was it just it, it's such a smart, incredibly savvy play by a guy that was playing wide receiver last year. Daxton Hill goes to the NFL. The Wolverines need somebody to man the nickel position in the defensive secondary. Mike Sainra still converts to defensive back, and he has had a hell of a season. I, I don't think Mike Sainer still gets enough credit for Michigan's defensive successes, especially in this game. He he deserves a pat on the back, a round of applause, uh, a, a free beer <laughs> by by somebody in Ann Arbor. Please get this man a beer because he balled out today. He had a great game, and and sure he gave up some receptions there. And uh, obviously, you're going to give up receptions to these receivers. That Emeka Abuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously being one of the best receivers in the country. The fact that they were able to hold him relatively in check. I know he had the long touchdown uh, reception, but uh, relatively in check. I, I think I, I think the, the Michigan defense played a hell of a second half, and I think Jesse Minter is firmly in the running for the Broyles Award uh, given to the best assistant coach in the nation. This would be Michigan's second straight Broyles Award winner if he wins it. Josh Gaddis won it last year. And I think with 
the second half adjustments that Jesse Minter makes, it, it's just incredible. Every single week, even last week with Illinois, sure, they were able to get some points on the board, but the defense stepped up when they needed to, especially in that fourth quarter against the fighting Illini. The entire defense stepped up in the entire second half against Ohio State on the road. They were losing at halftime, found a way to win, gave up a field goal, just three points in the second half. You got to give major, major kudos and prop props to Jesse Minter because he has just been incredible going from Mike McDonald to him. It, it's just it, the defense has carried over. And they lost a lot of incredible players from that defense last season. Obviously, Hutchinson balling out with the Detroit Lions. David Ojabo is going to get a shot with the Baltimore Ravens now that he's back from injury. Daxton Hill getting drafted in the first round by the Cincinnati Bengals. Josh Ross, a veteran linebacker, now also with the Baltimore Ravens. They lost so many pieces to this defense last year to this year. I think the job that Jesse Minter's done this year, I think it's better than what Mike McDonald did last year, simply because of those key departures that Michigan had. And you really had to rely on some of the guys that hadn't really shined a whole lot uh, until this season. Mike Morris has played very well in the games that he's played. Iabi Oki, the fact that they were able to get him to transfer in just a couple weeks before the season started. He had a key sack on CJ Stroud in this game should have been a fumble but the referee blew it dead. Um, And just all of these other guys kind of just stepping in and making plays, whether it's Michael Barrett with his two interceptions against Rutgers. Uh, Brain McGregor also had a very good game against Ohio State today. He didn't get in, you know, he didn't get any sacks or anything like that, but I thought Brain McGregor overall had a very strong game. Jalen Harrell had a good game. Mozzie Smith has stepped up when you needed him to. Rod Moore has also played phenomenal ball as a, a true sophomore at the safety position. Chris Jenkins, I mean, we, we could really go on all day and all night, but I don't have the time to do that, and you don't have the listening capabilities of that either. So <laughs> so it, overall, great game for Michigan. Ryan Day is now 1-2 against the Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh won the last two, going to the Big Ten Championship again. CFP spot on the line, and at this point, it's all but guaranteed for Michigan that they'll be uh, representing the Big Ten in the college football playoff. Uh, as of this recording, we don't know who the Big Ten West winner is. I believe the Purdue Boilermakers were winning last time I checked. Uh, I'll have to obviously look at that, and we'll have that update on MazingBrew.com as well. But uh yeah, we don't know who they're going to be playing, but you know, major props to this team, major props for silencing the haters, silencing the doubters. And, uh, you know, I, I going into this game, I thought Ohio State would win a very, very close game. Um, no, I'm just going to have to uh, check the expectations at the door next year because this is um, this program is is different now. And, uh, you know, Mi- Michigan is. You know, it's back to being a true national championship contender year in and year out. They are uh, just one of those teams. They're 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 doing their thing, and uh, it's it's wonderful to see. And I hope you've all uh, enjoyed this ride. Michigan twelve and zero for the first time 
since 1997. They'll have a chance to go 13-0 next week against possibly Purdue, possibly Illinois. We'll see. We'll have that update soon. But uh, stick around because this is just it, – it's just the beginning, like Harbaugh said. It, it's just the beginning. And we've got one more game week for the Big Ten Championship, and then we will cover whatever the next game is. And I'm I'm eager and excited to see what that is. I hope you guys are too, and I hope you guys uh, continue – to uh, check out Maize and Brew coverage. We really, really appreciate your support, and we love doing this. We genuinely do. It, it has been an absolute pleasure covering this 12-0 and team. Hopefully go 13-0 and next week. But, uh, yeah, that is going to do it for us in the uh, post-game podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I am Maize and Brew site manager Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Maize and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Five-star reviews for all our podcasts. Subscribe to the Maze and Brew podcast. We would certainly appreciate that as well. And uh, leave a comment down in the comment section if you're listening on the website. would love to hear your thoughts about this game, about whoever they're going to end up playing in the Big Ten Championship. It's just going to be it's going to be a great week leading up to the Big Ten Championship. So thank you once again. 12-0, baby. Go Blue.